On tonight's episode of EWC Total Access, I have my first guest host as EWC correspondent Old Man Jeff joins us in studio as we run down the latest shows from all over the EWC, plus President Mac joins us for another exclusive announcement. All this and more on EWC Total Access. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to EWC Total Access. I am your host, General Manager of Paramount Wrestling, Chris Brock, and tonight we have a great show lined up for you. We are going to go over all of the latest shows in the EWC uh, nation, as it were. We're going to talk about what happened, what's going on, what's coming up in the future, Uh, but tonight I actually have uh, two guests on the show. For the first time ever, we're going to have a guest host that is going to be with us throughout the entire show. Uh, EWC correspondent Old Man Jeff is with me in studio. Jeff, how are you this evening? I'm doing great, Chris Brockets. It's it's actually Chris Brock, but but thank you. Um, so thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. As a newly uh, newly employed EWC correspondent, you have been at all four of the latest shows in EWC. Is that correct? I put on my shoes and I tie the laces and. They take me to the show. Very good, very good. All right. Later in the show, we also are going to be joined again by president of the EWC, Mac. He's going to be bringing us some more exclusive news going on in the EWC. Uh, So let's go ahead and get started. You ready, Jeff? Yeah, I'm Rose Bourne. All right. We're going to start with Paramount Episode 2. Episode 2 of Paramount came to us live from the Paramount Fine Food Center in Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. After Tim Watson and Sid Sidney started us off, I was able to come out and make two announcements in one. I announced who the next contender to the CW Broadcast Championship was, who also happens to be Paramount Wrestling's newest acquisition, Gabriel Ohio. Ohio immediately treated us to a taste of what we can expect from him on the Orange brand. Our first match of the night saw Rampage's Samantha Hamilton fall to Wes Walker in an X-Division rules match that saw both competitors give it their all to pick up that win. We then heard from Candy and international champion Gabri V, who teased the reunion of the Heavenly Treats for Paramount Episode 3. Bruzilla and Jason Hunter continued their bitter rivalry as another altercation broke out between the two before we heard from Buddy Love and his client Killjoy Ito. Killjoy then went on to put on a classic match with Smith-Jones that saw Killjoy pick up the win. We then heard from El Pablo and his new pal Phyllis backstage as the leader of the Rainbow Lucian was preparing for his sweet encounter with Candy. Phyllis! I understand. If she knows where Cecil is. I was just about to ask. I think you know Phyllis. Yes, she is my friend from the time... At the movie, popcorn is good food. Excellent journalism there, Jeff. In tag team action, we saw Adriana Aquila and Laura Pirelli team up to beat Jamie Love and Jason Hunter after a mischievous low blow from Laura Pirelli. Post-match, EWC Gambit mainstay Ursus came out and basically demanded a match, and Jason Hunter was all too eager to give it to him. The son of the two Hall of Famers was made quick work, though, of the bear of a man known as Ursus and picked up a victory nonetheless. We then heard from Darius, who explained his actions from the debut episode of Paramount and laid out a challenge to basically the entire Paramount roster. We shall see if that bold move pays off or not. 
El Pablo and Candy gave us a treat as the two sweetest competitors put on an absolute jawbreaker of a match that saw the Rainbow Lucian pick up its first win on Paramount Wrestling. Post-match, though, Stitches Stitches, and uh, Nevea attacked Pablo, which brought out the X-Division champion and current contender to Stitches in the Undisputed Championship, Ace King. Ace made the save and had a few choice words for the Undisputed Champion, allowing Candy to get out of harm's way as well and safely backstage to her 3C stablemates. We then heard from the EWC Tag Team Champions, the Southern Express, who dropped another bit of breaking news on us. They are now calling Paramount Wrestling their home brand in EWC. We then saw the Mercenary go to war against Mayhem from Damage Inc. Let's saw the big man Merc once again left in a pool of his own blood as both members of Damage Inc. attacked Mercenary. Will Merc be able to overcome the numbers game here? After that, the Southern Express notched another victory over a reigning undisputed champion as they picked up the win over the team of Stitches and Nevea. And in the main event, we saw David Miller and Marcus St. John throw down like it was the main event of WrestleFest for the CW Broadcast Championship. In the end, David Miller showed us all why he is the toughest SOB on Paramount, and he came out victorious in a match that really could have gone either way. The match came to a conclusion shortly after Darius came out to play some mind games with MSJ. After the match, however, it was Gabriel Ohio who made his presence known as he and David Miller both acknowledged their upcoming showdown at Paramount 3. So, Jeff, you were there in attendance. What uh, what kind of notes do you have from the show? Yes, I was there. It was in Canada. Canada is a frozen, hostile wasteland. And there was much work to be done if we were to survive... The elements, after boring a hole through the ice to find food, my good friend Nantuck and I would build an igloo to protect ourselves from polar bears and flying hockey pucks. Then we would drink a lot of beer, and when Nantuck was ready, he would tell me the story of the great moose who said to the little squirrel, Hey, Rocky! Watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. That is that is some trailblazing journalism there, Jeff. Thank you. Moving on to Monday Night Brawl. Monday Night Brawl number 564 kicked off uh, with its stop at the Staples Center and a message from former FSW superstar Nightcall, making his presence known ahead of his debut on the red brand at Gambit in two weeks. Our opening match saw both Noah Hart and Zach Tyler squaring off with Hart picking up the win and securing some much-needed momentum. Bob Murray attempted to get a word from Davey Dunham after his win on Gambit the night before, but he was interrupted by Captain Morgan Darkwater who had a message for those who would stand in his way upon his return. In-ring action resumed with Anthony Maliatoa tanking on Ace King with the X-Division champion picking up the win in his non-title bout on his path towards his opportunity at Stranglemania to face Stitches for the Undisputed Championship. After hearing a quick word from Dunham in response to Darkwater's looming threat, we saw Ace King deal with mind games of his own courtesy of the Undisputed Champion. A hard-hitting bout came up next as King Flip took on Clay Bird, but it was the Texan who picked up a victory on this occasion. A discussion among the Love Club became an opportunity for the duo of Xavier Reed and Samantha Hamilton to make a statement ahead of their triple threat tag team match with the newly minted Extreme Ravagers, going on to pick up the victory over the Young Lions and the 3C pairing of Gabby V and Sadie Sharp after Reed stole a victory from Gabby by pinning Jamie Love. 
After that, all eyes were on our main event as the inaugural FX broadcast champion was crowned in a hotly contested bout between Bosa and Callie Clark. Despite the best efforts of Callie and her bodyguard Tori, though, Bosa was able to pick up the win and earn a place in history. After an exciting night in Los Angeles, Bra heads to the beautiful Honolulu, Hawaii for the Red Brand's final stop before Strangle Mania. On tap in this first title defense of the FX Broadcast Championship in our main event as Bosa defends against Noah Hart, with the winner of King Flip vs. Zack Tyler already promising a new challenger for whoever leaves Hawaii with that belt. Some scores are to be settled in a pair of singles debuts, two of our newest signees face off, and an inner brand triple threat awaits when Monday Night Brawl number 565 comes to you live from Honolulu. So what do you have to say about Brawl number 564, Jeff? I look real good! And feel even better. I make a burlap sack look like a cashmere sweater. I bet you do, Jeff. I bet you do. Moving on to Friday Night Rampage, FNR number 480. Uh, In our opening bout of the evening, ST defeated the Young Lions. Backstage after the match, Young Lions would take out their anger on ultra-violence Phoenix Winterborn and his partner Stephanie Matsuda. The Young Lions and Psychboard got into a brawl that had to be broken up by Southern Express and Grizzly Dugan. Dugan announced the number one contendership for the following show, ST versus the Psychboard versus the Young Lions. Winner goes on to face the Southern Express at Stranglemania. In our second match of the evening, Shaker Jones defeated the returning Samuel McPherson. Moxie picked up an impressive win over Michael Cade. Samantha Hamilton beat Davey Dunham. This match saw Hamilton give in to the dark side of the Love family and allow Tommy Love to cheat repeatedly. Post-match Grizzly Grizzly Dugan announced Moxie would face Hamilton on the next episode of Friday Night Rampage for the number one contendership to the United States Championship, and Tommy Love is banned from the arena. Our fifth match saw Josh Gavin defeat Tommy Burton to become the number one contender at the HBO Broadcast Championship. Then we saw Queen Melody stand tall over Jackson Knight and Jack Severn, who ate the pin. Our semifinal saw Ace King defeat King Flip. Post-match, King Flip landed a low blow on Ace King, but that would be the last of his, the least of his troubles. Marionette and had taunted King all night, and this led to Stitches and Nevea attacking Ace. El Pablo would show up out of nowhere to make the save, and a massive main event announced was, was announced for the next Friday Night Rampage. King, King, Ace King and El Pablo versus Nevea and Stitches. In our main event, Azriel Buzzard defeated Alex Carbajal to retain his HBO Broadcast Championship. This is defense number one and makes him the first person to defend the HBO Broadcast Championship. Other stories on the show saw RMK taunt and interact with Noah Hart. Iggy Swango versus Tommy Burton with the winner getting an HBO Broadcast match at Stranglemania was announced. And we heard from both Michael Cade and Jackson Knight Jr. Grizzly Dugan and other backstage personnel named Ace King the MVP of the show, awarding him that MVP bonus, while the FNR judges backstage deemed Moxie versus Michael Cade to be a 4.75 star match, awarding it Match of the Night honors. The next episode of Friday Night Rampage features three contendership matches, an HBO broadcast title defense, and that major main event, so stay tuned. You were in attendance there, Jeff. How was Friday Night Rampage? I'm going to read a review by Mark T, who lives in Houston, Texas. He gave it four out of five circles on TripAdvisor. He said everything was smoothie. I used NRT Streetcar. I think the nearest stop was located in front of 
Hyatt Hotel. I enjoyed exhibitions of basketball history of Louisiana and Friday Night Rampage. My seats was located at upstairs. I could use escalators. The ushers were very nice. Concession stands were everywhere. I liked here. I agree. So you just read a review of from TripAdvisor of the arena. Did you actually attend Friday Night Rampage, Jeff? Yes, I was there. I remember I, I tied my shoelaces and then the car picked me up and it was one of those cars that were longer than a normal car and I was able to sit down but there was no seatbelts and when the car was driving I was like in a bathtub of water flying around the car until it stopped abruptly in the smoothie in St. Louis of Louisiana and people were speaking another language offering me a French quarter. How you haven't won a Pulitzer yet is beyond me, Jeff. And wrapping up the recaps, we have Prime 77. Night 2 of the G1 tournament kicked off in California when Lorenzo got a huge win over Cade. The G1 then continued on Prime as Dio left with a victory and two points over Kendrick Cross, as did Sin when he beat Narumi Satsumi. Faith Rivers took home two points as she defended her Showtime Broadcast Championship against Remarkable Mark Keaton, and Jordan Sharp is now set to break the record for the longest indie championship reign in history following a win over Jamie Love. And that concludes the recap of all four shows on EWC. You were at Prime, though, Jeff. How was it? Yes, I was at the Kaiser Peppermint Arena in Santa Claus, California, and the guy came to my hotel room and he said that I'll take you to the candy shop. I'll let you lick the lollipop. Go ahead, girl. Don't you stop. Keep going till you hit the spot. Whoa. Already then, Jeff. Moving forward, we have two new segments to introduce to the show tonight. First of all, we have a new segment that's being called Wesley's Wrestling Reviews. Wesley Carter is a lifelong wrestling fan who became a journalist and has now been signed to the EWC for his patented five-star wrestling scale. He's going to be delivering some new content to the EWC network where he's going to review all the shows, give out match ratings, and even have some guests. So here on EWC Total Access, we have Wesley's ratings for the week. This is the top four matches, one from each brand. And it breaks down as such. Brawl number 564, Anthony Maliatoa and Ace King was given a rating of 4.5 stars. Rampage number 481, Michael Cade versus Moxie was given a rating of 4.75 stars. At Paramount number 2, Stitches and Nevea versus the Southern Express was given a rating of 4.75 stars. And at Prime 77, Jamie Love versus Jordan Sharp was given a rating also of 4.75 stars. That's a lot of 4.75 there, Jeff. Yes, those are all numbers. Compelling stuff there. All right, Jeff, I understand we actually have our first submitted question for EWC Total Access. Uh, you've got the question in front of you. Why don't you read it off for us? I have two questions. What did baby corn say to mama corn? 
Where's popcorn? <laughs> oh my god. The question comes from EWC Fan 69 for life. And it says, Mr. Brock, it seems lately that Paramount keeps signing big superstar after big superstar. What is about the oranges? No, orange brand that makes it able for you to sign all of these big names. And do you have any other surprises in store for the U.S.? No, for us. So, he wants to know, what's the deal with oranges? Okay, so it sounds like there's two questions there. Uh, the first one is, um, what is it about the orange brand that makes it able for me to sign all these big names? And uh, do, you, do I have any other surprises for us? Um, so to answer the first question, why do I think I'm able to sign these big names? Um, contrary to popular belief, I don't go out really searching for, for people. Um, I am definitely not going to be snatching talent from other brands. Uh, I, that's not something that I do. I will say, though, that I think that there is a big appeal uh, when it comes to uh, launching a new show and having uh, new talent new championships as we've introduced with the cw broadcast championship uh new opportunities um you know at the end of last season fsw had the north american championship the fsw championship the x division championship up until uh wrestlefest and then we gained the undisputed championship at wrestlefest and all, all of those championships were part of our umbrella uh, I think going into Paramount, you know, we knew that the FSW Championship was going to merge with the Undisputed Championship, but both of those people represented at Paramount, so we were going to have a representative of Paramount as Undisputed Champion no matter what. Um, and I think just talent wanted the opportunity. They saw some opportunity, and, and they came to me, and they said, hey, like, I want to work for you. I want to work on this show, and uh, I'm not going to turn down talent. Um, I think if I see talent, I see good talent in somebody, I'm going to do what I can to try and give that talent a chance to show me what they're worth. Um, you know, in the case of, for instance, uh, Gabriel Ohio, Gabriel won an opportunity uh, to fight for a broadcast championship. He just didn't know it yet at WrestleFest. So when he came to me and said, hey, I think I'd like to come to Paramount, I said, hey, cool. I got to tell you, though, this is how we're going to do it. Uh, so I had to kind of spoil that surprise just a little bit. Um, but I think it worked out. And then with Darius, you know, I'm not going to say no to a former international champion. Like, come on, that's a that's a big one there. Um, David Miller came to me, you know, kind of earlier in in season 21 and said, "Hey, um, thinking about making a change. You know, I've 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 been on Brawl for a while, and uh, I want to I want to see if I can, you know, if I can mix it up with some other people. And and so David Miller's a hell of a fighter, and I wasn't going to turn that down." Uh, and I'll be totally honest, the Southern Express thing caught me out by surprise. They literally came to me and Bunny sat me down and said, look, here's the deal. Uh, popped a white claw and said, Southern Express won in on Paramount. I wasn't going to turn down the tag team champions. So, uh, you know, I'm not trying to, to toot my own horn here or bump up my ego, but uh, a lot choo, of this... <laughs> Yes, indeed. So a lot of this came uh, to me. Do I have any other surprises in store for you? Maybe. That's what I'm going to say. Maybe. Well, I hope that answers your questions. 
Uh, we're going to move on now to upcoming shows. And to do that, uh, I actually need to introduce our second in-studio guest tonight, the president of the Extreme Wrestling Corporation, President Mack. Hey, how's it going, Chris? Oh, I've been better, sir. I can tell you're having a hard time with our newest hire, Jeff. Jeff, how's it going there, buddy? Hey, it's the macaroni! It's the return of the mac! It's the mac and cheese! He's real! I got nothing else! Just don't call it a comeback. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I guess we're talking a little bit about Paramount in Mexico. Yes, so March 3rd, Paramount Wrestling from Arena, Mexico in Mexico City. Uh, you are here to break some news live on the air, is that correct? I am, well, sort of. Um, Summer and I will be driving to Mexico shortly. Um, we're looking forward to making the trip. I'm going to appear on the show, and I've got an announcement to make on the show. So I'm basically, I'm announcing that I'm making an announcement. Um, but I'll be announcing something about the main event that's sort of been teased uh, on social media and I'll be there to confirm it uh, live in Mexico in front of everybody. So is that on top of the thing you and I already spoke about that's going to happen? That honestly, it's my fault we haven't announced yet because I'll, I'll own up to that. I made that mistake. It very well might be. It could be something else. I mean, who's to say, right? It's uh, Either way, it'll be exciting. I'm the tower of power, too sweet to be sour. I'm funky like a monkey. Sky's the limit and space is the place. I don't even know what that was. Neither do I, but I know you're a busy man. President Mack, I'm going to let you go. Thank you for coming in, and we're going to get uh, moving on with the show here. Thanks for having me on, Chris. See you later, Jeff. Goodbye, man. Tuck it. Dear God, why? All right, moving on. Monday Night Brawl number 565 is going to emanate from the Stan Sheriff Center in Honolulu, Hawaii on March 8th. Friday Night Rampage number 481 comes to us live on March 12th from the Colonial Life Arena in Columbia, South Carolina. Prime 78 goes down under as the G1 continues. Uh, Prime will come to us from the Adelaide Entertainment Center in Adelaide, Australia. And then March 29th is the big one, folks. Live from the Hard Rock Stadium in sunny Miami, Florida, the Extreme Wrestling Corporation presents live on pay-per-view and EWC-TV, Stranglemania. The main event's already known. Stitches versus Ace King for the EWC Undisputed Championship. The rest of the card, though, is starting to take shape, though, as we have contendership matches galore coming at you on all four shows. Uh, and we're going to be talking about all of those on the next episode of EWC Total Access. Jeff, which match are you looking forward to the most coming up in the next the next four shows? I'm so quick, I could spin in the wind, duck, and let it hit the old lady behind me. Are you threatening harm to Phyllis? Sooner or later, everybody pays the piper. Alrighty then. I think that's going to wrap it up for me tonight here on Total Access, folks. I want to thank you to my guest, DWC correspondent Old Man Jeff, and to President Mac for once again taking some time to come talk about some news with us. For everyone here at EWC Total Access, I am Chris Brock saying have a good evening. Just when you think you know the answers... I changed the questions. Phyllis! Cecil! 